Thank you for downloading this episode of the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast. This is episode 26. It is. I haven't presented it. No. No. That was me. You. I did the presenting. Yeah, because um, the, the guest, oh God, who's the guest? Ah, oh, some bloke, let me check. Um, Andrew Allen? Andrew Allen. Yeah, I've forgotten him already. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, it's just us um, just checking in at Sweetgrass Market about the fringe and uh, cacophony yeah. and we get a special guest appearance towards we the end do. as well we do because we're in the lobby of uh, the sweet grass market yeah. so it's all sort of busy and um, hectic down there yeah and someone pops along to say hello yeah oh. should we listen yeah So I'm here with Andrew Allen, the co-founder of Cast Iron Theatre, and we're going to chat about how Cacophony is going. Yeah. Yeah. It's been going quite well. It's our first fringe. It uh, is. Well, I, well, I've been up here a couple of times, to, up to Edinburgh, as a, as a punter and sometimes as a, as a reviewer, uh, but I was only ever up here for like five days at a time, seven days at a time, yeah. maybe even ten days at a time. But I've never been up here for the full month. And is this this is your first show that you've put on at the Fringe? It is. It's the first show that I've put on at the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, so it's the first time that uh, I've done a show that's been up against oh, 3,800 other shows. Wow. Yeah. So, so the point of this chat really is to kind of have a look at what we've done as Car Sign Theatre up in Edinburgh. Um, what we've learned yeah um, and kind of reflect on how we might improve in the future oh it's like a, um, a quarterly uh, report from uh, your workplace <laughs> yeah yeah, like an appraisal appraisal I, I hate that those things no it's a good I, job we don't really have yeah, workplaces that but, do that well exactly I, mean, I used to get that at a place I worked and one of the questions on the form yeah. you had to fill in question like four or five was in this past year, or whatever, how long the appraisal was for, in this past year, what have you done that is above and beyond the, your expectations? <laughs> and I hate that as a question, because it's printed there in black and white. That means it's now part of the basic expectations to do something that's beyond your expectations. Yeah, so year on year, you have to exceed your exceeded expectations. Yeah, and year on year, I, I willfully resented that. Yes, and refuse to exceed any expectations <laughs> that anybody might have of me. Um, I think I did quite well at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, talking about our expectations, yeah. as uh, oh, I should say actually that we're at uh, Sweet Grass Market. We are we're at Sweet Grass Market, um, uh, which is on the Grass Market it in is. Edinburgh. Um, sort of in the shadow of the uh, castle. Yeah, and uh, the Quidditch. And the Quidditch board. And it's, it's lovely. We're down in the lobby. Which is a lovely sort of like hangout, yeah. sort of chill out um, area, which I think that must mean that we are really um, endearing ourselves to anybody else who might be wanting to sit here and chill out. Yeah, yeah but they're loving it. Yeah. Uh, two people talking into a phone. Yeah. Because we're recording uh, up in Edinburgh on, on, on our mobile phone devices. Yes, I was going to say, our mobile devices are available. Yes, I've you not branded to them. Neatly side to, yeah. you're, gi- you're giving up fruit for Edinburgh. I am. <laughs> you see what I did there? Yeah. yeah. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Are we, are we tired? No, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. no. So, uh, well, the reason that I mentioned that we're at Grass Market, because yeah. even though Cacophony, our show is on at Holyrood, yes. um, the reason that I mentioned Grass Market is because there might be some background noise of people coming and going, That's true. watching shows. It's a major international hotel here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also a huge venue for Edinburgh Fringe, yeah. really. And, you know, so we like the buzz. We do yeah. like the buzz. Yeah. However, it might interfere with the sound quality. Yeah. But I was talking about expectations. Yeah. And so why did we come to Edinburgh, Andrew? Why, you, do, why are we here? Is this the question that we're asking ourselves each morning? Yeah. Um... <laughs> And sometimes each night. It was it was a bit like Everest, because it was there, um, which is as helpful or not helpful as you might want, really. I think we, um, I've been ever since I first came up to Edinburgh, walking down the ground, uh, the Royal Mile, being mm. proffered flyers or going to see shows at various venues. Even the, the physicality of a venue may. may would switch something on my mind and go oh I want to do something here and so each August I'd be, be buzzing with ideas about oh this is what I want to bring up here in the following year Yeah, and it would take me into that late September to acknowledge the fact that uh, in real terms I'd never have that much money to lose that much money yeah. at Edinburgh uh, because it's a difficult enough proposition even when you're a company when, when that's what you do every day of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's an insane proposition if you're an individual or a partnership that that's not where your revenue stream comes from. Yeah. Um, so, in those intervening years, what's changed about our revenue stream is absolutely nothing, actually. It's still an insane proposition. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's kind of do you know what I think that's kind of the point isn't it because nothing had changed well, oh well screw it you know it's, yeah. we need to sort of like jump off the cliff and get it done uh, If and I think that's this sounds a much more privileged answer than it, than it should but once you realise you're not going to make any money off it or that's not your main intention you can sort of surrender yourself to that and go okay it, it's about something other than that it's something about bigger than that it's something about different than that so what is it about then? so it becomes about um, who you're making contact with and uh, which sounds like an overly officious and calculated line but literally who you're making contact with who you're making friends with um, because meeting, meeting other theatre types meeting other theatre types yeah and meeting friends in the, in the, in the industry not necessarily because of anything that they might be able to do for you but it's to meet people who are in the same boat yeah. and I think quite often I get, I get the impression anecdotally that Edinburgh Fringe is sometimes if not often thought of as the end game for people mm. of going oh we'll do this we'll do this and then it will end up at the Edinburgh Fringe and I've always had a slightly different mentality on that that the Edinburgh Fringe is a bit more of a, of a trade fair than that mm. it's almost like a comic con sort yeah. of thing of going um it's it's the next stop off on your journey. Yeah. Whether that be the second stop or the nineteenth stop, it's it's only part of the journey. And I certainly know fit companies or stand ups who that's where they get their bookings for the next two years. Yeah. Is because you can invite agents and whatever to your theatre in London or your theatre in Brighton all throughout the year, but they're likely to be quite busy or not have the budget to be able to come down and see you. Mm. Um, whereas in Edinburgh 
there's a reasonable chance to assume that there's going to be a higher proportion of agents and tour managers mm. and venue managers in the same postcode. Yeah. And even for no other merc- no less mercenary reason than that, Edinburgh becomes a really exciting proposition for that. Well, I think it, it's that training as well, because you kind of... We've done, or we're in the middle of doing a full run, so we're doing a month in Edinburgh, and we kind of have been lucky enough to have quite quite a few people come and see the show, whether whether they like it, whether they um, will be interested in chatting to us in the future, that's not necessarily what matters, but it certainly gave us the experience of having maybe two or three nights in a row where we have someone coming to see the show in a business sense yeah. and that is like you, yeah you can wait a long time yeah. in Brighton for someone to come and see your show yeah. and then it's terrifying when they do whereas not that we're getting blasé about it at all but we're getting used to the nerves involved in having people come and evaluate our show whether yeah. that's a reviewer whether that's um bookers whether that's the um touring people you know like we're, we're getting people to come and see it and um, whether that's that be, a huge learning curve yeah, really quick yeah and whether that be you know actual punters you know people, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> civilians yeah yeah um and it can be really as you say it's, it's such a long run and um, heather rose andrews is doing magnificent work in what is her longest run as well she's yeah. never done a run this long which has done about uh, 10 days before or a full mm. week uh, but not not what levels out as 28 days yeah yeah um, and the, the Edinburgh Fringe calendar the Edinburgh Fringe day is a really weird mm. calendar in that it's you could argue that it's only about that one hour that, yeah. that, that show but there's it's not it's about the prep before that it's about the flyer in it's about the communication but even if it was about only that one hour um, it becomes a really weird day that it's both very very long and ridiculously tight and short yeah um, and so it must it must do interesting things with your body clock yeah I think so so we've talked about like what well have we really what, what we wanted to get out of Edinburgh for us so we've talked about like what Edinburgh is for us yeah. but have we talked about what we wanted to get out of it I mean you may not want to discuss what you wanted I, to get out of I it I don't know I think well this year was somewhat year zero for us mm. is somewhat year zero for us so um, what we wanted to get out of it is to get through it, so it was, do it it was a litmus paper for us of going okay can we survive it because there, there, are, there are individuals and companies who for want of a better phrase do not enjoy I'm trying to think, uh, think like, of the right wording they, it's not for them but they, they enjoy the full month and yeah. it's either too exhausting or it's too depressing uh, and there are and three, lonely yeah and lonely and there are 3,800 other shows and there are, there are shows with people that you've heard of mm. that lose money yeah and when you consider there are that many shows on the fringe if you get any individual that you have not previously known mm. who's not a friend who has no obligation to you if any one of those turn up to the, your, see your show throughout the entire month that's a big achievement yeah but that's hard to keep in perspective 
when essentially you might be losing money, which yeah. you're kind of fine with, but also if you, I, I would imagine we, we're quite lucky because we've got three of us up here, we're all living together, we're all quite grown up, we're quite, um, you know... Speak for yourself. <laughs> but we're kind of used to um, not having much, as a, yeah. you know, and kind of not... We've not got high expectations, really, of this changing our life in any way. But it must be really hard if you're a one-person show. You've got, you've done everything to get here. You're here, and then you've got a month of hard work that could result on a daily basis in no one coming to see your show yeah. or one person coming to see your show, having poured everything in it. That must be. Uh, that's a really hard mentality to to stay strong. Yeah, and equally, if if you're like a if you're a 15 strong high school mm. company from America coming over with a musical version of a play, and you you believe it's a surefire hit, yeah, because it's got a familiar name, and if people don't come in to see that, that, that must be quite a tough gig, yeah. really, and day after day. Um, I, I'm not too sure what I'm trying to say here but what I I'm guessing that I be, I believe we came in with fairly clear eyes yeah and that we weren't um, and, I, and, I, and I'm at pains to say that we're not being overly cynical no and overly oh well and also um, I'm at pains ironically not to protest too much and say oh it doesn't matter if nobody comes up and see our show because it does it does yeah, yeah. it does matter but I think that our expectations to sort of wrench it back to your actual question mm. about what we're hoping to achieve is it was a pre, it was a, it was a um, R and D really research and development for how we would operate with a show next year. Yeah. So although we're very proud of Cacophony and Cacophony's a really exciting show, it's the, the, the critics are loving it, etc. etc. Mm. Um, that was a that was a test paper for us. Uh, we, how it all functions yeah, and fits together. Exactly, and we we've, we've got other stuff that we have got in mind for next year, for mm. twenty eighteen. Yeah, um, and we start work on those in September, don't yeah, we? It, well, I mean, in real terms, we've already started. Yeah, um, which is insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was selecting music for one of them this morning. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. But that's great. I mean, do you think then is there? Is there anything that you'd be happy to say that we've learnt then? What has Cast Iron learnt? So I'm not saying what we've done wrong. Yeah. But in terms of what would we do differently next year? Is there anything that you'd... you'd or to phrase it a different way, is there any advice you would give people having that we've now pretty much done our year zero? Yeah. What advice would you have for anyone else doing their year zero? Um... Can you broadcast any of it? I don't know, because the, the, the first thing that comes to mind, I think we didn't so much learn as have reaffirmed f- for us, but it also, it sounds fairly fortune cookie, I think you need to experience it for yourself, is simply to enjoy it. Yeah. Just, you know, have fun with it and be delighted by it and, you know, hang out with people, go, go and see, go and see them, everybody else's shows. If you can. If you can. Um, if you're... If you're a performer, if you're on the team of a show, then I think that most venues will have some sort of deal in place mm. that you can see other shows at that same venue for a reduced 
price. Yeah. So, on that level at least, most people who are involved in a show should be able to see at least at least two shows a day mm. throughout the entire month. I think for me, it's definitely that because um, I'm I'm I naturally kind of have to work really hard to take time off and to socialise yeah. and to um, not be really 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 strict with myself and I think for me it's that thing of no go ask people how their show's going listen to them with gratitude and don't be like oh, if they're going yeah so we've only had 40 people today <laughs> yeah you know just be really true to yourself and really honest about actually I'm going to be really delighted if a show that I that I like has got loads of people coming to see it I'm going to look at what they're doing I'm going to socialise with everyone I'm going to um, have days off I'm going to not beat myself up about not flying 12 hours a day I'm going to be strategic about the way that I try and find an audience so all of those things I think that's what I've taken away from it of, of just being you know really present in in that fringe moment fringe month yeah I think it's the sense also that essentially everybody you meet in Edinburgh within the city of Edinburgh in August 95% of them are genuinely out looking for the show that's going to make them happy yeah. or make them excited or make them moved they're looking for a, an hour of their time to be spent beautifully yeah. and that may well be with your show yeah. or if not then it's with somebody else's show but ev- most people are, are here to have a good time mm. and it means that if you choose to or you have to not engage in that if you are going to be overwhelmed by it or you're going to be depressed by it either because the fringe isn't going the way that you want it or indeed if through no fault of your own that's the way your chemicals are and you are prone yeah. to that mood um, it, it, I, I would acknowledge that that's going to be made even tougher for you mm. that because everybody else is <laughs> they've got such a a difficult job in the act of staying happy yeah. that they may not have time for you and that's actually untrue in real terms I think if you put your hand up people will be overwhelming you with love and gratitude and, and help and there are plenty of places that, you know in Fringe Central yeah. alone, there are plenty of places where there are oases of calm yeah. and but it, I think that I guess that's what I mean I think this is I mean I'm, I'm not that much of a psychologist but I think this is this is psychology 101 in that if you wave people will find you and look yeah. after you if you lock yourself away and if you feel because you're maybe not getting the audiences that you want that if you feel that you failed in some way you need to be ashamed in some way you lock yourself away yeah. that's it's easy for me to say this than it is to do necessarily for one to do but that would be the fatal mistake yeah. right? I think you I think shout about it and go oh you know help me out here yeah I think that's another thing that's really struck me this year is like is the solo shows and how a true 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 solo show where there's just that one person 
completely on their own in Edinburgh, yeah. how strong those people must have to be yeah. to just completely stay in the zone for a, a month and just keep sane and and you know they must have really good resilience and, and that sense of even if they feel that they don't even if they're going home each night and sobbing or yeah. whatever and they may themselves think that they're not that strong yeah. but they clearly are well I just I'm also really aware of how because I, I don't have experience of any other venues in Edinburgh to work with I mean we don't but how much sweet venues is a, a it seems like a real family venue in that there's such a real nice mood from the performers. Everybody's going to each other's shows. They're all really supportive. The community is really yeah. strong. The staff that work here are just absolutely lovely. I feel that's so important. Yeah, I mean, I've had some experience um, of other venues to a lesser or greater degree. Mm. But yeah, I've certainly heard anecdotally people saying in passing, people who are performers here at Sweet for the first time this year mm. have noted, without prompting in a conversation, mm. have noted, and they've used that word, how much of a family atmosphere mm. it is, but they've, they've done work with other venues before. Um, and this is, this is not some bad now for any other venues. I think uh, every venue for has a good rep or not so good rep mm. depending on what you, your needs are yeah. Um, but yeah there's been at least twice or three times that somebody has been speaking to me just in very general terms and while they've not been bad mouthing in any other venue they have been so effusive about this venue yeah. about what um, a l- lovely uh, family vibe it's got yeah. and as you say people looking after one another and stuff and um, we know anecdotally that they, you know, if um, an, a show hasn't got as, as big an audience as it might wish, mm. it's sort of done a call out and gone, oh, can you take long to see my show? You know, yeah. just up and it's yeah. just been swarmed in. From. Yeah, which is, I, I think that's amazing and lovely. So, things that we've learned, things that we're happy with. Yeah. We've thought about the reason why we're here. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Oh, there, probably, there probably is. I mean, I'm what I've what I've learned now in this podcast is I appear to be a lot better at asking the questions and answering them. Mm. So the the vibe of this podcast is perhaps a little bit more muted. Is it? That, uh, maybe I think so. I, I think I, we're really relaxed on sofas, are. so it might be coming across really muted. But I think we're we're at a zen level of chill. And also, is that a thing? Possibly yes. And also, <laughs> I guess. Um, that neither of us are selling a show. We, we, we're talking about cacophony. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about it in a reasonably abstract term. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're not saying, uh, come along to the Sweet Hollywood at 7.30 every night, apart from Thursday and Friday this week. Uh, tickets are £8. We're not Ooh, saying any wow, of that. that was, I didn't notice what you did there. <laughs> that was amazing. That's because I wasn't doing it. Yeah, you weren't yeah, doing uh, that. No, I, I wasn't saying that it's at Sweet Hollywood at yeah. 7.30 every night, apart no. from Friday and no, uh, Saturday. Thursday and Friday. Ah! ah. Screwed up the second time. <laughs> Um, no. We're not doing that. Um, so, yeah, it feels like we're, we haven't got an agenda in this podcast. We're just chatting. We're just that self-absorbed that yeah. we've decided to talk into our phone Yeah. on a relatively busy morning in, yeah. in Sweet Grass Market. And the, everybody else in the lobby is so delighted with us and they're yeah. so pleased we came. Yeah. yeah. I say, as I look over at 
Mr. Tim yeah. from Dr. James's, Dr. James's Academy, Academy of Evil. Evil. Hello. Come, 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 come and say hello. hello. We're talking into our... We're, we're, no, we're, we're recording. Doing a catch up, we're doing a catch-up podcast because oh. I was um, down in Brighton for a few days. There you go. Um, you, can, you can chat to Tim for a minute. And, uh, oh, hello. Uh, and so now I've just returned to Brighton this morning. Uh, I've returned to Edinburgh this Edinburgh, morning. yes. Yeah, you're in um, Edinburgh. Oh, that's, what, that's why it looks different. <laughs> that's exactly it. Um, Tim was going to come to our show last yeah, night. Yes, so. what, what, yeah, what happened, Tim? <laughs> well, what happened is I finished my last show yesterday yeah. and my body went, brilliant, we can totally shut down. And now I'm so <laughs> ill. Um, just, but I went home to have a cup of tea and I fell asleep for two what, hours. What I, what I do love about that story is that uh, you went the British rock and roll and had a cup of tea. I'm <laughs> very rock and roll. Billy Idol, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you had a good friend? I've had a really good friend, yeah. yeah it's been really, really nice. A bit unwell now. Bit, I've caught fringe flu now, but apart from that, it's Yeah, okay. don't ever stop. Don't yeah, ever that's, stop. That's the problem. But is, that, is that actually the case? Do you already know what your next thing is? Do you already know what, what you've got in plan? I do. Yeah. So we have Dr. James's Christmas kerfuffle. <laughs> Um, which is mostly written, but we need to start looking at spaces and stuff yeah. like that. Where would that be? Well, hopefully, I mean, I'm pretty sure we can get it in Brighton at a jukebox, yeah, but yeah. then hopefully in London as well, somewhere. Yeah. If we can do some gigs there, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, and then there is chapter two of Dr. James, so the next show. Yeah. And also a so, little solo so, project um, that I want to write so there's a lot going on chapter 2 so um, that's literally today the world tomorrow the universe well chapter oh, I, don't know if, I don't know if I should tell you Ooh. in a public forum I'll, I'll tell so the idea with chapter 2 is that there's a um, a second supervillain called Dr. Jane who successfully manages to take over the world ah. and it's to do with his uh, resentment towards her. Um, is it so, being played by Jodie Whittaker? Is that yeah. It is. That's, that's what it will be. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole idea. We've got a um, an idea for a trilogy. So the second one is about his competition against Dr. Jane, yeah. and the third one is about him leading the resistance after Dr. Jane has successfully taken over the world. Ah. Oh, wow. So that he gets a bit of a hero's arc instead of just being a git, which he really is at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's like Dr. James in the, in the high castle sort of um, exactly but the first one is the Christmas kerfuffle which yeah. is like a Christmas carol with superheroes and oh, party games lovely oh, but you say it was your last show that wasn't your last show of Dr. James was uh, it that, that was our last show of the Edinburgh run Yes. You're all suited and booted as if you're. This, this is his look. This is how I dress normally. That's just your coat. That's you're just my coat. That. I'm done now. Yeah. I, I went to see a show that was on at the same time in my room because I couldn't quite, couldn't quite bring myself to not be in Grass Market Four <laughs> at twelve fifteen. <laughs> but now I've got three days left in Edinburgh, and I'm just going to go and watch things Fantastic. and relax. Might, Which does include cacophony. Does hundred percent include cacophony? I've scheduled it in. No, you don't need it now. You've scheduled it <laughs> in to seven thirty on every night, yeah. apart from Thursday and Friday. Yeah. At Grass Market, uh, not Grass Market at all. Don't get a Grass Market. Hollywood. <laughs> I think we'll wind up. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Tim, goodbye. <laughs> stay here if you want oh, to chat. No, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll wind, we'll wind like up. A, like a hidden track at the end of a record. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Mr. Allen. Go on. 
Is there anywhere in Edinburgh that you've found that you really like to hang out at, somewhere that you chill in? I'm not very good at this, asking the question, oh, Malarkey. You know He's not very good at answering them, apparently. Do you know what? I, I've had a bit of an odd... Uh, because it's my first year as producing, I, I've not really had a chance to hang out in areas as yet. Um, so normally I'd find an excuse to like, spend at least half an hour, an hour at the Pleasance Courtyard because everyone does that yeah. and you hope to you know, bump into Simon Amstel or something um, and I haven't done that this year um, tend, <laughs> I tend to hang out at a Black, Mark, a black Medicine coffee shop yeah. uh, oh, we, I, went to we did that once Mum's today we, did, we went to Mum's um, Comfort Foods um, um, Cafe today, that was good that was, that was like um, going to an episode of Minder circa 1978 yeah Tim, where do you hang out? I know we asked you this I before. Well, I quite like I quite like mums. I, I quite like mums as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bit of an institution. Yeah. Um, when I'm feeling like a total um, dickhead, I, I go to the abattoir. <laughs> What's the abattoir? The actual <laughs> abattoir. No, it's the VIP bar at the Underbelly. Ah. But I do it also for the. Well, no, I do it to drink espresso martinis and swan around pretending I'm important. Yeah, yeah. that's um, amazing. But I used to ha- sort of hang out a little bit at the. Um, Gilded Bloom Bar down the stairs a couple of years back. I, th- I think that's moved on now from being anywhere to look at. Um, I used to use the Bongo Club when that still it was a thing. Yeah. That, that, that's, that doesn't, doesn't what exist about anymore. Bo- Bookers? Is that still a thing? Bookers or Bookers? Uh, oh, Brooks Bar. Brooks um, Bar. That's, uh, that's one of the places this year that's had a disturbing sort of, um, not disturbing, but it's like a, a surprising makeover. Uh. Uh, it may have had a, a makeover last year, I don't know. I was, it wasn't here last year. Yeah. Um, but it, so there's loads of places like bits of the counting house as well mm. had lovely sort of re- refurbs in that there's been polished wood everywhere yeah. you go oh this is a bit swish now yeah. suddenly um, spit and sawdust places yeah so um, <clears throat> I don't know where, I mean I sometimes try and hang out at the, um, the book festival as well over oh, in yeah. Newtown yeah um, but this year I felt a little bit not out of place but because I've been so busy sort of producing and um, prepping the show and stuff I haven't yet had an opportunity to sort of hang out in a place yet maybe it's grass market then. maybe it's grass market but it's right here in the grass market uh, lobby yeah. Yeah. so um, I'm just going to wind up by saying yeah because uh, we've talked about your invention before oh, yeah so I'm going to move on from that that, okay. that question I'm desperately trying to remember what the last question is um, so I'm what? just going to move right along and, you wanted um, to ask me ask what you, other shows um, I recommend. What other shows you recommend? Yeah, um, I, I pulled that back. I don't I, think anyone I'm, knows. I'm going to forget about 20 of the shows that I, I'd recommend. Give me, give me your top um, three. I, I didn't. I haven't seen Edinburgh yet, but I saw it done in Brighton. Laid mm-hmm. uh, of Natalie Pamela's, uh, yeah. which is um, a show about a woman giving birth to an egg every day, Lovely. and every day she has to uh, decide whether or not she has to uh, raise her egg or eat it, and it's nice. genuinely hilarious and traumatic. That's what you need. Um, what else did I enjoy? I um, literally, I've got. Um, I've got nothing. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't prep me for this at all, even though it's for the podcast. And it's your podcast. I know, I know. Um, There's joint effort. Um, oh. We, I, myself, and I. I'll edit this out. What, a little what, thing. What, what else do I watch? What else do you watch? You're going to think of ten after. Oh, to tell you what, um, it's Trig V. Rakenshaw, who I'm mispronouncing. Rakenshaw, yeah. Uh, Rakenshaw? Rakenshaw. Um, both his shows are great, but um, Trig V versus a baby is just a thing of beauty. Yeah. Um, and works a hell of a lot better than 
it should. Mm. When you, particularly when you might argue that the conceit, the gimmick, is a cute baby looking cute, yeah. which admittedly is a good part of the gimmick, but it's much more than that. It's him puppeteering himself around an unpredictable co-performer, and brilliant. it's a thing of beauty. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, can I give the third one? Go on, then? yeah. I think the Kugels, because they just oh, yes, got their they did, they? amuse... I can't say Amu- this. Amuse moose. Amuse. It's a really... It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not an amuse moose. No, it's not that, and I can't say that anyway, yeah. but it's a, it's a happy deer, big deer. Oh, there's a lovely cash-in, cheap knock-off pound land award, isn't it? <laughs> the happy deer. The happy deer award. So they the, got the, their... The, the, oh, the ho-ho deer. <laughs> but yeah, the Kugels yeah. for two tea. Yes. They did really well. Yeah. And uh, one to watch. I think we're done. Okay, we're done. Do you want to sign off then? Um, so this is, um, wh- what episode are we on? 25? 26. 26. Episode 26. Uh, we've got a few more to come uh, before we um, go on to do some very exciting things down in Britain. Yeah, we might have to speak to Tim about that, actually. That could be fun. That's true, actually, yeah. Yes. We'll say goodbye he politely. He is raring to go. Right. So right. let's say goodbye politely. Goodbye. Politely. Goodbye. 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 Thank you for downloading this episode of the Cast Iron Theatre Podcast. Presented and edited by Michelle Donkin. Music is Chapstick by Everett Armand. Find us on Twitter with castiron underscore at, on Facebook with Cast Iron Theatre Podcast, and our website castironbrighton.weebly.com. Subscribe to us and rate us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks for listening.